0: Hey there beautiful soul, welcome back to another episode on Soul Led, Spirit Driven, the podcast. I'm Kasia Berg and I'm so happy that you can join me today. Alright, let's get into this. Hello, hello beautiful soul, how are you this week? And welcome back to another episode on Soul Led, Spirit Driven. I am so excited to share this episode with you and to share my guest today, because I had the pleasure of sitting down and chatting to Leomi Mulhern, and she was calling all the way from Ireland. Leomi is a womb healer, fear huntress how does that sound amazing yes and we sit down we had a chat about her amazing abilities to pull out the fear that often um it's trapped somewhere in our body mostly i guess in a womb because that's where we store a lot of the junk um and This is also how she helps women, couples, on their fertility journey and helps them to get pregnant. So I wanted to speak to Leomi because I've had a session with her, not around fertility, no, but it was um, to uncover some fears and it was really incredible. And we just kept in touch and when I was discussing womb healing in my Liberato program with my ladies I knew that Leomi would have so much more to say on that topic. So I've invited Leomi to into Liberato to run a workshop for us which she kindly yay said yes and it's, it's, it was incredible. It was incredible. Um, and I've also asked Leomi to come onto this podcast to share with you, my beautiful listener, her knowledge, her wisdom, so that you may take away some pearls of those wisdoms with you. Maybe this will help you connect some dots, or perhaps you are on this incredibly difficult fertility journey, trying to conceive and, you know, left it a little bit feeling maybe hopeless, de- defeated. I hope that this episode will give you another option, another modality to look into. Anyways, I will stop waffling now. I don't think I have even done Leomi justice in introducing her properly, but she will do that for us in a minute. So here is my conversation with Leomi Mulhern, all the way from Ireland. Okay, welcome Leomi, all the way from Ireland today. So, everyone, I'm so Thank excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. You get to meet beautiful Leomi um, Mulhern today, who is a fear huntress. I love how you describe that. And I can't wait for everyone to um, meet you and learn more about what you do because we need to know this. I know there's listeners, my listeners out there who... Um, could really benefit from this knowledge and your services. But before we dive into this, Leomi, could you please introduce yourself? Cause I don't know if I'll do it justice. So just introduce yourself, tell us everything. Okay, thank you so much, Kasia. So um, I'm Leomi
1: Mulhern, I am living in Ireland and I am a mum of five, that takes up most of my time. And then along with that, I am, as Kasia said, a fear huntress and a womb worker. Yeah, so it's diving into people's subconscious, pulling out those fears and clearing them and then also connecting them to the magic and wisdom that
0: is their womb. Wow, wow. I love your elevator pitch. It is so good. So on point and so <laughs> juicy. And now I want to know more. I'm just going to tell everyone that me and Leomi me met last year. We've exchanged our services. We've done a reading for each other. And I was truly blown away by your our session together. It was so amazing, so on point, and you are the fear huntress. But let's start with maybe if you could tell us what led you on this spiritual path. Sure.
1: So, um, about... I'm kind of a slow burner, to be honest. I'm not the quickest learner either. <laughs> so, about eight, nine years ago now, I sort of had my first deep encounter with grief mm. in losing a set of twins at 16 weeks. I'm sorry. And it genuinely broke my heart. And... I was in that space of kind of deep despair for a while and um, working through my emotions and trying to figure out sort of how do I elevate myself back to the energetic space that I was in, you know, because when we experience grief, we go through that huge range of emotions. It brings us down into the underworld as such, and we are hanging on that hook, feeling all the feels. And then, as if that wasn't enough, a year later I lost my brother-in-law in in a tragic car accident, and then less than two years after that I lost my own brother to suicide. So there was this huge tumultuous, it was like being brought down, being brought down, being brought down. So you're at the depths of despair, you really are, and still even talking about it, it brings up all those emotions. Um, And it was just right. How do I kind of get back from here how do i How do I survive? You never change your living your your the art that's painted on your body is now there permanently. those scars are there. But how do I bring myself back into this world as a function in mum and everything else? So I started just basic things like journaling. I'd always done this when I was younger, but this was kind of a pivotal moment. It was a way to sort of express stuff. Um, and I'd gotten quite angry, quite angry. I'd found my temper up quite a lot as well. Um, it's two sort of sides to this. Yeah, I, so the journaling was one thing, but the anger was the other. And the anger was the thing that caused the catalyst because I couldn't keep going like that. I was angry at the kids. I was angry at everyone. You know, I, I just had this, ball of fire inside me, like a spinning dragon or a volcano that was literally going to take the head off whoever I met. Um, So things had to change. Things had to change. Um, And the anger wasn't at the situation. The anger was a way to express my emotions and to get the understanding out. And then also, you know, what what we forget when we think of anger, we think of it as being something bad. It was that passion, it was that inner knowing that there's more to this world and I'm actually made for more than what I'm doing at the minute. Yes, being a mum has been a huge dream of mine because I'll explain this further on as we go on um, with fertility issues I had, but also I always wanted kids. You know, I always wanted to share that love and everything else with them, but I also knew that there was more for me than this. During this time, I was after having my, sorry, just before that I'd had my third child and I'd taken a career break. But deep down in my heart, I knew I'd probably never go back teaching in the sense of in a school. I was a secondary school teacher. Um, and this burn and desire, you know, when you watch movies and you watch TV programs and there's someone with a gift or there's someone with something and you have this instinctive knowing that, God, I have that too but what is it Mm -hmm. I have it too it's there I can feel it your heart is thumping your energy is racing you're aligned with what you're watching and your scream is going yes you fucking do (laughs) but what is it and that's the kind of the thing that gets most people you know what is it and for a while it did me too and then I was like god it is staring me in the face you know and it always was staring me in the face um but but that was the start of my journey so then it was that combined with the journaling so I was on a mission I was on a mission to see right what else is there for me you know after losing people very close to me in my life I realized how short and precious life is and yes it's cyclical and I do believe you know um, that death isn't the end but at that time it felt like the end and you know that's that's part of our evolution. It really did feel like the end for me then. i know different now. So I decided um, to kind of just work on myself, just do different things. Um, and journaling, when I was a teenager, one thing I'd always done, I had a diary. And it was like a dear God diary. But in truth, it was probably dear consciousness. You know, I titled it Dear God, coming from a Catholic upbringing, because they were my soul prayers. These... These writings were my soul prayers, and every night in bed, I would write down in my journal or my diary um, my prayer for that day and my prayer for those people and my hopes and it might be a friend in school that was pregnant and she was young, or it might be that my boyfriend at the time who's now my husband, was okay you know in what he was doing, or it might be there was always this sense of an awareness of others around me it was genuinely not very often a prayer for myself it was a prayer for that of the collective consciousness and just anyone and I'd often finish it off with anyone that needs a bit of help right now or anyone that's going through a tough time right now and I know that those prayers that I've sent out have kind of come back to me at times too you know that that someone else is doing that work and Mm. I've got them at times um yeah, you know, that's when we have that grace and we don't know how we've got through something, but we've got through it. That's it, you know? So a combination of those kind of things, that and the anger, which I then knew was an inner passion, a soul drive to do what I came here to do, um, became the next step in
0: my journey. Wow. First of all, my condolences. I am so sorry that you had to find your path by going through all these um extremely painful experiences. Mm. Yeah. So painful, right? It's very, yeah, they were,
1: yeah.
0: Yes, yeah, definitely. It's, it's so um and isn't it um like it, it blows my mind in a way how this whole awakening process can work sometimes because sometimes the loss of loved ones triggers it, right? And 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 you go through this phase where you feel completely lost and disconnected from everyone else, and it's like all these bad things are happening. You're losing people you know loved ones are crossing over but then like you said someone was praying for you right someone was sending you prayers and you got you know these prayers were coming back to you and you got through this and now you get to do this amazing work in this world but I I I I am positive that all your loved ones who have crossed over your brother and your brother, your beautiful old twins, they're all just standing there as guides, right, helping you, helping you, absolutely, mm. helping you. So, Leomi, I would love to know more about womb work because I know a little bit about it. Um, and I use it more to clear the womb, so to keep connected to to um, to help, I guess, my clients or my my um, students who are trying to connect back to themselves or to co- trying to connect with their guides to use this space, right, to clear it. But I only you know like the tip of the iceberg. You have so much knowledge, and I would love for you to share this and how. Um, and and then take us into like your work and how you do this yes please sure yeah absolutely so um
1: like i mentioned if if you want me to kind of give a brief intro first of all as to how, how how it kind of came about in the first place yes um at about 13 14 i instinctively knew even though i'd only started my periods bang on 13 the month i Turned it, I instinctively knew that it wasn't going to be a smooth passage. Um, and by 15, I'd gone to the doctor and actually said, I think I have PCOS. Mm-hmm. Um, ran a couple of tests. Yes, I had. And that's polycystic ovarian syndrome or disease. It's called PCOD now, I think, is the new term polycystic ovarian yeah, disease. Yes. Um, where basically your cysts create like a honeycomb effect, the actual egg doesn't burst every month out into the fallopian tube it kind of stays at an immature stage and then the next month there's you're trying for another one and another one so it builds a sister a honeycomb like structure around your ovaries um and I knew even then that it would be difficult to have kids so part of that I started very early on doing my own kind of connection to my body and really feeling into it and just genuinely listening so much snow, so that I, you know, got to understand my middle schmerz, as it's called, or middle pain, which is that, you know, the ovulation pain. I could identify that. I, at a very early age, I even knew just looking at the tissue, you know, that we had different bodily fluids at different times of the month. Um, and I became very aware of anything to do with my cycle, even down to, you know, the color of the blood. I, I just took notice from a very early age I felt it would be important and I did and I got in tune with my body very quickly um fast forward then a couple of years till it till it actually came time to sort of wanting kids and um yeah again it wasn't easy but I did a lot of work during that time on myself and some of that work is actually I was doing it unconsciously But now I'm doing it consciously with clients. You know, I've had to reflect on what did I do in the years since I've added so many tools. I've trained with the Institute for Intuitive Intelligence um, to become an intuitive trainer. I felt I felt I didn't lack. There was this imposter system system, um, syndrome in me that felt, well, kind of, who am I to do this work? Like everyone else sort of has a training around them or you know, they might even if they're doing energy work, they might be a Reiki practitioner, they might be whatever. I had this inner knowing, but no actual qualification. So that part of me um, wanted something. You know, I know now I didn't need it, but that part of me I wanted get something.
0: That. Yeah, I get yeah. that. I get that. Yeah, I'm, I'm drawn now to do, a, uh, to learn Reiki because I know I've got this intuitive way of healing using my energy. But in my head, I go like, "Am I just winging it? Like, what's?" That? And so I, I feel like I actually want to know the ins and outs and how it works, and you know, like I want to know that stuff. But it's exactly—it's like you have it, but it's almost like I need that little certificate. <laughs> my human it's needs true. that certificate. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But what I will say though is,
1: if nothing else, these trainings are beneficial for your confidence. You know, and I think a lot of the time, you know, when we think of energy and working with intuition, we are working from our heart space, okay? But we are human beings in a body, and our brain takes over quite a lot. So it's helpful just for our brain to be satisfied to go, yeah. oh yeah, you do it X Y Z A B C. Yeah. And if that's all it is, at least we're keeping the brain happy while the heart and soul and soul can do the work. Yeah. And, you know so I, I don't it. dismiss it I definitely don't I kind of think do you know what my brain needs this and then my heart can go do the work my yes, soul can do what I it love needs to do Yes, so so it's my kind heart- of like deep, deep heart. Heart. yeah my human two parts of um you know a relationship that need to be kept happy so yeah we'll do the search and we'll do whatever but there's you know you have the inner knowing anyway I think no matter what you're drawn to and if it's <laughs> that real draw that energetic draw you just trust your soul and and do it you know yeah it's it's not a Bad thing either to be doing the qualifications, but in doing that work and reaching into people's subconscious and finding those fears that are ready to be released that are stored in their subtle anatomy, what I found was happening quite a lot was it was connected to their womb and around their womb area. Mm -hmm. Whether the fear was stored there or whether the physical presentation of that fear occurred there or whether mentally there was a fear and it was to do with that area. Loads of things, you know. Um, So that was, that was the first inclination. I'd always been extremely passionate about it because having PCOD, I had gone around and, you know, researched loads again to keep my brain happy that it knew what was going on. Um, and, you know, just to help in different ways, whether it was a slight change of diet or tracking my cycle, things like this. So I've been doing that from quite an early age, but so womb work was always there in the background. but then I found, after about six months of working with people, that what's come up most is issues to do with the womb in one form or another. you know
0: yeah um, and that's where we saw it all, right its It becomes this it's like that room in a house where you know. Everyone just puts clutter in there, things that we can't use now, things that we don't want to let go of. It just goes into the room, and the room gets so jammed and packed. You can't even use the room till you clear it all out, right? Yes. And I only
1: actually realised this the other day, that um, as a small child, I had been actually taking on people's pain and storing it there in my Mm -hmm. womb. Wow. And I hadn't realized I was doing that other people's grief, other people's sadness, Um, you know, whether it was a mother that had a miscarriage or, you know, somebody had lost somebody, whatever their pain was. um, I had taken that on and stored it there. And it was like you said, that junk room, that spare room. Mm -hmm. Um, And when we think about it, we're all very good at connecting them with our body, right? And connecting them with our emotions and how we feel. We're very good then on a physical level of doing our breast checks and going for cervical smears and things like that. For the most part, anyway, I hope people are. But how many of us actually check into the womb space and how it's feeling? Or even yeah. think to connect there, you know?
0: And um, can we clarify, though, because the womb space is... Is, 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 is there regardless whether you ha- still have the womb or not? So, even if a woman doesn't have the anatomical womb, that space, that womb space, is what we're talking about. That space, whether it's there, whether the, the anatomical one is there or not, if a woman doesn't have it anymore, it's still that space is still there, that portal, right?
1: Yeah, it's still there, exactly. In men, we refer to it as our it's still that energetic space, you know, you're thinking of it kind of like the chakras or portals, as you want to call it. It's just this energetic area, you know, we connect mm. in at times, depending on the work you're doing. You'll use your third eye. That's one energetic portal as such. There's your heart as another and then there's your womb as the third and it's the one most forgotten about it. Absolutely. But even if you leave the physical or even if you leave the spiritual aspect out of it for a minute and we just talk about people that have no awareness of that side of things and they're just going about their daily life. I do still feel a lot of people and I'm talking women here in particular because it's their physical women in this case. They're not connecting to it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And if they are. It's it's from a place of dread it's almost as if you know they've got the message the wrong way around and I don't want to be cruel when I say this but our feminine empowerment comes from this holy grail and yet most of the time we shun it and shut it off
0: yeah
1: and you know then people wonder why their periods are stunted or stop or anything else because we don't welcome it
0: no, as soon as we get it, it's always like either the pill or we need to get rid of it somehow. We need to not think about it, right? Yeah. yeah. The, all these People which it away. They just which yeah. away. Stop it yeah. and, yeah, and then the damage is done because your body doesn't have the time, the chance for the hormones to do whatever they need to do, right? And then, And this is so... I'm so glad you're mentioning this because, Naomi, here's here's something interesting. A few months ago, my guide started saying womb space, womb clearing. You need to know about this, right? And I know usually when they tell me stuff like that, it's because clients are coming in who need need this medicine, right? Who need to be connecting. And it's either my job is then either to make them aware of it and then send them to the right people um, to... Uh, so, so not necessarily for me to go and heal anything, but they make me aware of it. And it's funny because each time, whether it was the divine goddesses, whether it was um, the womb healing, it comes up for me as well. I went to a ho- to um, this beautiful homeopath just last week and um, it turns out that actually I have a lot of stuff that needs um detoxing or deep, you know, like rebuilding, because I was medicated for having really um, painful periods. I was medicated, obviously, we know how, pill, and it was always this thing that we don't talk about, we don't want to deal with it, we we just want to, you know, you know, you don't want to have it there, it's nothing, it's not a part of you, it's just this time in your month where you know what? Don't even talk to anyone. Don't do anything. Just keep it, you know, out of out of, you know, yeah. anyone's. Plug up, take the pill, get rid of it. And through this womb healing that I was guided to do for my clients or for me, I am kind of like oh, just connecting back to it, connecting back to the space, connecting back to it, like almost welcoming these. You know, like peer, my periods, but welcoming it, right? Connecting to it. But it, it what it started doing for me is it started making me feel, and this is going to sound weird, but whole, like one, like connected, not just me. And there's that silly period that shows up every month. Yeah, That's I, interesting you I, think so I because you're lighting up. You're lighting
1: up, you're connecting to the three, you know? There's three portals to our collective consciousness and most people think it's through the third eye yeah some will work just with the heart but they're completely forgetting the womb and it's not to put them in priority but it kind of is because really if we go back to our origin you know we're birthed through the womb it's it's so important you know I mean when we're babies in the womb it's the first well it is the first time of course but it is the only time really in your life where you're 100% connected to the collective consciousness
0: yes you're connected to your mother to your ancestors
1: yeah yeah and you know and can feel absolutely everything that's going on around you and a lot of trauma and it's not too you know, make anybody feel bad when they're carrying a baby or, you know, to put guilt or shame on their own mum or their own granny. It's not about that. But a lot of trauma is picked up from the embryo and the fetus in the womb, even from the embryo stage. It's from very early on, it happens. Um, You know, and it's really important to, to work with and clear that. And we're not looking for the story, you know, we don't need to go in and wound somebody and understand about the story but we're just clearing the trauma energetically from the subtle anatomy Mm. and most trauma is a fear of sort you know Mm. and it puts us into one of our states like we operate a lot of our lifetime in these parasympathetic and sympathetic states um, that our vagus nerve can react and you know we can be in fight or flight mode Mm. we can be in freeze. We can be just apathetic about everything. We can be in fawning. There's loads of different stages. And all of them are a result of learned trauma from being in the womb, as a small child growing up, the whole lot. Now, when I say trauma, I don't mean in the sense of anything, you know, traumatic happening. Yes, that of course does. But trauma can be the slightest things. They're all just like a little dent or a little mark you know, that are are just stored somewhere in the energetic body. It's like if I gave you a shock right now and you're like, "Ah!" there's just that little mark held somewhere. Mm. So then the energy isn't flowing clearly. So all we're doing is trying to think of the subtle anatomy, you know, which is our wider energy body. And we're just trying to Simply clear it, you know? It, think of it like a filtration system. If we can bring energy in and out and we can clear it and just like you would a sieve or anything else, you know, oh, a little bit of dirt, pop it in the bin kind of thing. It's just that way. It gives us a clearer flow. It gives us a clearer energy. The work is probably never fully done. You know, we're not, it's not, but it's just about acknowledging stuff going through. And usually it's like that lovely example of a ball of wool, you know? And I see you have the macrame behind even that, you know, it's all these like, Little knots, little chinks along the way. Or it's like you find a chain in a jewelry box in your jewelry box, and you're go, oh, where do I start? You know, it's all unknotted. You just start with the first knot. Yeah. Just gently unravel that one, and that will lead you on to the next knot. Gently unravel that one. And the idea is without judgment and without having a story behind it. Because if we go into that, we're working from the place of our ego, mm. which even though its primary, primal job is to keep us safe, it views anything out of the extraordinary, any dear leap of faith, any new energetic change that it senses or anything else as danger, don't go there, stop, this mustn't be safe, right? We want to work at a subconscious level where 90% of this is stored rather than working with the 10% that's conscious that the ego is part of. So really, it's not about, and I want to reiterate that, I don't want you to, you know, if you've given birth to children, I don't want you to be thinking, oh God, what have I done? I didn't feel great in that pregnancy, or I didn't want that child. What have I done to that embryo? What have I done to them now? You know, it's not about that. A lot of, and this is the other part I wanted to mention, a lot of our trauma that we hold, especially if we can't resonate to something. Like if you've brought up something in a reading for someone and they genuinely can't resonate with it, or they've actually done a lot of work around it and they feel no, you know, it's it doesn't feel like mine anymore. I really think I've shifted that. That's when we're looking at the epigenetics. That's when we're looking at the ancestral line. Mm -hmm. And what's fascinating about this is some people think, oh that's just bullshit. No, it's not because you carry energy remember everything is energy no matter what it is whether it's a piece of paper I'm holding in front of me or you know a table I'm sitting on some things are just vibrating at a denser level than others but everything remember everything's made of an atom an atom is energy Mm -hmm. so it's just vibrating at a less dense level than other things so when we look at our epigenetics and we look at our chromosomes and our DNA they're all carrying energy and they're carrying energy of the past lives. You don't have to think of it in the sense of, oh, I once was a sailor or I once was a, you know, a maiden in a field or I once was whoever. But you've got your ancestral energy that you're carrying through. Yeah. You know, and especially when you remember, and this is fascinating, that you were once in your grandmother's body.
0: Yes. And you
1: may kind of go, how? Because your grandmother carried your mother. And as she was a fetus developing, so were the eggs in her ovaries.
0: Yeah, so you were already there.
1: You're already there.
0: Yeah. And this and is the thing, though. That. Like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> You're already, that's the thing, though. It's this energy, right? It's the same, actually, with past lives. like. Often, I mean, it's habitual, right? Like it's certain traits, certain habits that people are still doing and that's of fears that they have, like these irrational fears, right? And I always say, you know, the biggest fear, I guess, the, the biggest one that I come across is like fear of flying. And I always say, you know, in this life, you haven't crashed in a plane to hold that fear, right? So just thinking from a completely human, rational perspective, perspective why would you fear flying like you have never crashed you have never crashed and survived to hold that trauma and yet if you have this irrational fear of flying right um I always go like looking back into your past life into maybe um you know uh, you assisted somewhere your ancestors in past lives right and maybe you witnessed it. it was enough to carry through that energy right carry through that energy and so now you have this irrational fear of flying and often you know because I have well-meaning friends they often go like yeah but, but past lives how do they know how do they know that this happened and I'm like when because it's not necessarily about the story, right? I call them story. Like it's not about what happened, as in like, like you said, you were dismayed or whatever. It's more about like the energy and like the what can we learn from it? Like what happened there that resonates with you, right? That resonates, like the trauma that has occurred, the the wound that was created. And it's a little bit like um. Kind of like your parents telling you, "Remember when you were two and you, you know, used to ride your bike, your little tricycle, and you would fall over always, and there would be that that dog that would bark." And you're like, "No, I don't remember any of it." Remember, you had these red pants. Remember, and you're like, "I don't remember." But then maybe they show you a photo or something, or there's this one thing that they say, and you're like, "Oh, I vaguely remember having these pants or something." So even though you can't consciously remember this whole you know, as vividly as your parents, there's something that you're like, yes. And then all of a sudden like, oh, this is why I'm scared to ride my bike. Right. Because I used to fall over and there was this dog. Right. And I feel like that's what it is, but because it carries through and, um, in this life, even especially women, we tend to push down all that and it's subconsciously right it's like I said there's no judgment ever on the on the mother um you know because it's it happens subconsciously you you store it there and then this clutter room is so cluttered that you can't just go in and fix it in five minutes or in one session right you need more goings at it you need maybe more help more people So I would imagine the same is with people who come to you that they probably would need to see you a little bit, you know, maybe more than once. Yes.
1: Yeah. It, it, it depends what their reason for coming is. Sometimes they'll have their initial session and it will shift quite a bit and they may need to wait a month Mm -hmm. or two Mm -hmm. and, you know, just depending what it is because it can, it can, jumpstart their periods again or it can you know maybe change the look of a cyst or whatever's going on in there like there's lots that can happen energetically and remember I I want to say this because I I think it's important Mm -hmm. I'm holding the space for them but they're doing the work and connecting to their womb I'm holding that space and allowing them to go there but they're doing that work
0: I love that, Leonie.
1: I have knowledge of it and I know how to do it, but they're they're consciously choosing to meet this and do this work.
0: Yeah. So speaking of this now, could you tell us like what your session is, how it works, how it is? I've experienced it, but I would love for you to talk about the session that we had. Well, the session that we had, it's actually evolved quite a bit from there.
1: I know, because when I saw the name, I couldn't pronounce it. Yeah. (laughs) It has actually it has actually evolved quite a bit from there. You can still choose to do that sort of more traditional session with me, which is the fear hunting aspect, which is where you're coming to me. You don't tell me what the fear is, by the way. I, you know, I'm using my intuition and I'm reading your body and I'm telling you what the fear is. I'm telling you the lifetime it's located in. I'm telling you where in your body, some of these w- will be conscious to you and others will be part of your subconscious. But you just know and trust that whatever comes up is the thing that's actually ready to be released right now. It's like finding the chain in the jewelry box. Which knot am I going to first? That's the one that's ready to be released now. Mm. You know? Um, so like I said, we, we identify the fear we identify where in the body, by reading the chakras and by reading the energetic body and the physical body, I will see images and pictures and different things that will show me what's going on. You know, sometimes it'll be like a science book and other times it'll be a bit more energetic in its reading, it just depends. Then, um, you know, where what else are we doing? We're doing some breath work, which is very important. Breath work is a key to just releasing stuff, you know, just just give a sigh, like a sigh at the end of the day does so much for us. You know, breath work, stretching, a little bit of movement, that sort of thing helps to release it energetically. Remember we said, if it's like the shock that came, we went, ah, what are we doing in that moment? We're freezing. So in the releasing, we're breathing and moving. And it's as mm. simple as that. It really a is. Sigh. Yeah, who doesn't? <laughs> and then along with that um, I do bring you to altered states of consciousness you know which is essentially just like you know remote viewing of something and that's to bring you into a theta brainwave state a lot of the time as well it's working with that to help you ac- access and understand as well as me and you know you're doing the work in this and that's the important part um, I will commune with archetypes if needed if I feel they're present for you and they have a message to, you know, give you on your journey or maybe for the next step or something that will resonate, but it will only come up. It's not a set plan. It will only come up if it's resonated. Okay. So that's what I would have called a method session. All right. And that's what you experienced. Now, a lot of the time, and you can still have that with me, but a lot of the time now what people are coming for is just a sort of, it's it's a soul reclamation, I call it. Because we're reclaiming an aspect of a soul, of your soul. And more often than not, it becomes a womb reading. And even if it doesn't technically deal with a part of the womb, because it's an access to our collective consciousness, that is a portal to that, it nearly always has some reference or some insight to give you. It will clear some trauma. You know, it will leave you feeling lighter and of course i can do more specific work again if you came to me with endometriosis or you came to me with amenorrhea which is you know the absence of periods for a while um or there's you know clients have come with um a history of sexual abuse or you know maybe just really anything or there's you know there's men with health issues related to sex as well but it's and I don't want to be betraying confidence when I'm talking, so I'm just trying to give examples, but Mm -hmm. regardless of what comes up or what you come to me with, know you're clearing and dealing with more than just that issue.
0: Yes. You know, and I
1: don't go with what some spiritual textbooks do, and as good as they are, they might say, oh, you know, the reason you've got endometriosis is a fear of letting go. In other words, you know, you're holding on to you're lining like you're holding on to life like you're holding on to everything and why that may be applicable to you if i did a reading that's not a generalization so seven people can have endometriosis and there's going to be different things going on for each of them because we're all unique
0: yeah yeah i hear that that's beautiful so for let's say there's um physical conditions that you see people um is that something that um you clear in one session several sessions is it again depending on each person <laughs> it really
1: it really it genuinely depends and I know some people are like oh god right okay it just depends no, because depends, sorry because we
0: yeah, Yeah. sorry, the reason I I should probably say, because it feels like I'm grilling you how many sessions, but the reason I'm curious is because we know when we're dealing with, um, let's say a cut, or you break your leg and you go to the doctor, right? We generally know you're going to be in plaster for six weeks or this or that, you know this, right? Because you're dealing with something you can see. But I feel that often people misunderstand how energy healing works, how we when we work with energy, because um, I've had Marlene here that I know you know, and she said that sometimes you can clear something in 10 minutes, right? And certain things t- integrate a little bit longer. And so this is why I would love for you to dive into the sessions, and not so much to test your ability and stuff. Um, I just wanted to say this. Um, I'm not grilling, Naomi. I just really would okay. like to explain because you obviously deal with this. Um Energetic and soul retrieval and you know womb healing, which is on such a deeper level of healing. Um, and, I would, and that's what I would like you to explain, I guess. I- yeah. So
1: it just it, it does depend, and it is kind of like Marlene saying, like you know, some someone can come to me. Just say if it's a man with pre-ejaculation problems, okay? He can come and we can have a session, and then. I will check in on people and I do I do encourage at least a follow-up session, okay? I just do because I think you can go away even with, you know, you've, you have you've ideas in your head or you've made up your mind about something or there's just something lingering and it's that lingering that's just holding on to the edge of the thread that won't fully release, you know? Um, and, and then it, it's gone, you know? So ideally, I like people to have the two, okay? Because I think the first one does a lot of the clearing for them or they're really meeting that big fear and then they're integrating it. And then, you know, it's usually you'll have the second one within seven to 14 days after that while the energy is still moving, while you're still in that elevated state, um, all of that. And then the second one kind of answers the niggles and we do go back in and do some more work. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, you know, you are, you are getting two sessions in, in really in my first session, you are getting two, you can opt not to come to the second one, but when you're booking with me, it really is a two-second, two-session job. And then after that, it depends also on what the issue is. So say for that particular client, that worked, job done. Yeah. Um, and then it just depends. If we're, if we're looking at pregnancy and someone, someone's issue or their reason for coming to me and asking about um, working along this lines or seeing what's wrong or a lot of the time as well by the way remember it's an unknown reason and mm-hmm. this is the one that has people stumped and sorry that's just what i wanted to remind you of yeah. there's this unknown reason for the fertility or sometimes it's called secondary infertility and In others they can have the first child perfect bang and then the second child doesn't come along doesn't come along doesn't come along so there's those that don't you know don't know what the reason is the first time or so they've never got pregnant or Or either that or they can't hold on to a baby. You know, sadly, they're losing them too early or it's secondary infertility. So for those that are coming for pregnancy reasons and they really want a child, whether it's a reason that they know of consciously or they don't know of, I honestly recommend that they do my Preparing the Nest.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: That's interesting. Which is is a 16-week course. It's a deep dive in that where, on a practical level if they don't know because some people don't we do look at the cycle and we do understand the cycle and the seasons of the cycle and it's kind of the first taster of getting in touch with your body you can do that as a separate course with me but it's also part of this preparing the nest so you know in a quick one month Of the 14, 16 weeks, they'll do the cycle work along with some of the other energetics. And then we get into the energetics of it all. We literally meet the mental aspects. And I bring you on a journey, again, into your subconscious, you know. We meet the physical presentations. We work around that. We meet the emotional fear and energy that's held in relation to getting pregnant not getting pregnant the stress it can cause um now this part is just for the women okay but there is an add-on if your husband you know or you feel there's been a lot of tension in relation to that or you feel he would benefit or your partner whoever um feels that that there's issues they'd like to clear too, then, then they're more than welcome. You know, and there's just a little add-on. It's not very expensive to add the other partner just to do a session or two with them. But as part of this 16 weeks, you know, there's fortnightly activations, there's meditations, there's channeling. There'll be specific mes- messages channeled for them. There'll be one-on-one work. Um, and oftentimes then there's um, prescriptions of like flower essence. as well yeah which are needed for them but it's it's a it's a commitment it is a journey it's a commitment financially and it's a commitment to them that they actually want to go down this path you know um and for some I genuinely feel they'll do it and then decide you know what kids aren't for me right now but they've connected to their womb and they've got so much more out of it too because what I want people to realize that, yes, there's the ability to connect with this, to, to, you know, hold that space for them while they clear whatever's showing up as a physical presentation for them. But I also want people to genuinely connect to their womb consciousness.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's
1: a big, you know, big thing I for think them think to think go away with. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a huge thing. And you know, if the feel your flow is a course that I have that is just now I'm going to be doing it self-paced, but at the minute it's just been an online live version, but that's where you understand it. So it's part of the preparing the next courses in the first part is and you're getting to understand your cycle and everything else. But I'm also really encouraging you to feel into how your body feels through each aspect where you notice, you know, aspect of the cycle where you notice your energy rise, where it falls, how you're feeling emotionally and not just that, oh, I'm feeling PMSy. you know, all the other things like I love the two or three days before my period, you know, Um, there's heightened sensuality. It's amazing. You know, I actually love my period as well. And some people kind of go, what? There's a release. There's a real release of energy. And there's a slowing down. And for those interested in the intuitive side of things, your intuition is heightened. You know, it's it's a perfect time to kind of tune in and slow down. It's not a perfect time to work. And that's the only thing I kind of ask people to honour or start to honour, where possible, those few days in just taking the time to rest. And it's not being lazy. Like we've got to get out of this mentality of lazy. I'll probably go off on a rant on this, <laughs> but it isn't being lazy. You know, it's just honouring the body of what
0: it's doing. And going and working with that cycle, I'm so glad you've mentioned this, William, because I've been in inside my Liberato program. This is what um, I was saying to the ladies there as well knowing your cycle and know and going, working with that, knowing, you know, um, or understanding why you may have these days or a week where your energy is really heightened and or you're feeling very promiscuous or very feminine right and then you have this slowing down and you feel like oh my god this will always be that state I will always stay in this state I'm, I'm lazy I'm not doing anything but it's like you said it's it's that time where we are supposed to be um, going within you know channeling reflecting um, you know connecting with our loved ones right um, honoring ourselves gathering our strength, gathering our energy, allowing that energy to um, build up so that then you start the next weeks, right? Yeah. No selling, no promoting. But I keep saying to my clients, see, if you try and go and sell, you know, like you're launching something, you know, in in week one or, you know, during your period, you know, it's not going to work. Right? Yeah. And they're finding it as well. I'm like, well, are you, in the, you know, are you in that, that month? Um, so, are you in that week? Are you in the week? Are you shedding now? That is why energetically you are not showing up the same way because your body's saying you gotta go within. This is not the time. Mm-hmm. This is why it explains, you know, but try in two weeks or, you know, next week even, you know, after you're done, you know, after your period's gone, that next week you will have much better, you know, people will be connecting with you, you will have that something, you will have that glow, that spark, that you will, you know, channel, you will be able to talk on camera and articulate and finish a sentence (laughs) like me. Exactly, (laughs) that's that's it, that is it, yeah, (laughs) and just,
1: you know, on that one really important point, and it is, this is why I've Um, I've trained as a first moon facilitator, so I'm now doing circles, sorry, just cut my own reflection there. I'm now doing circles for girls aged between 9 and 12, and it's celebrating and teaching them about their menarche, their first period. Because if they understand this from a young age and their cycle is explained to them and they've connected, and they have a happier experience than they might have if no one had maybe explained their period to them or whatever else. You know, we have a very different world. We have women connected to their wombs mm-hmm. from a young age. Um, and it's very important that um, writer Jane Hardwick Collins, I'm not sure if you've heard of her. Um, mm-hmm. She has said that in studies as well, depending on how both a girl accepts and has her first period has a huge impact on not only the way she births but also her cycle and PMS Wow! you know so when you think about it too you know it, it's like it's like we said you're anticipating the cycle oh shit or you're anticipating the cycle oh lovely you know I'm going to be in great form. I'm going to be more promiscuous or whatever the case may be. I'm going to be, you know, energized. And there is that surge of energy before that release that I think, you know, sometimes that surge of energy is mistaken as crankiness and frustrated. And it can, it can come up like that for some people. But again, it's, it's just reflecting and looking back and it's definitely, even if you never came to a session with me, I'd invite all your listeners to just journal on their first period journal go back in that time where were you location you know how were you feeling what images come to mind now when you think of it all of that because that in itself is very very powerful and what i found with clients is there's a lot of menstrual shame
0: mm-hmm.
1: You know, and this is the other issue, like where the, you know, women get to, like, it's like in Ayurveda, you know, we, we talk about um, your energy in your body. Okay. We get to self-regulate every month when we have a period. Men don't. Men either get that buildup of their chi or, you know, it's line, but they don't get to kind of jump started every month. We do. So every month we get an opportunity to just start again. And have a better month and honoring and listening to the body. And you know, by understanding your cycle, you, you can genuinely do that. It's fascinating the difference it can make.
0: I love this. I love this. And I would love to even, oh my God, we can talk. We can talk so much. <laughs> oh, actually, I'm thinking, gosh, I need to bring you into one of my containers, Leomi, because you have so much knowledge. But in the meantime, if anyone wants to connect with you do a session with you explore any of you what how when where and of course I will link you up in my show notes to make it as easy as possible but in case someone can't wait yeah perfect so on Facebook
1: I'm just Leomi Mulhern okay you'll see my 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 own page i don't show up an awful lot there to be honest but of course I, I will check it of course um i'm also on instagram leomi.mulhern let's keep it simple <laughs> i also then have um one email that's really really easy you can just email me on is ruby moon circles they're the circles i run for the young girls but it's kind of just the email that i use for all this work um so it's easy to remember ruby moon at gmail.com And I do like to do a connection call with people before we have an actual session anymore. I didn't, but I'm learning that we need to see energetically, are we going to be a right fit? Now, I know some people would probably feel after watching the podcast. Yeah, definitely, because they have an understanding of what I do and that's fine. Um, But otherwise, even if someone has recommended to me, you know, the alchemy that we have together in a session may be very different to that of someone else so you might wish dearly to have your sister or your sister-in-law come or whatever else but they need to just have that connection call with me first of all just to see it's only a little 15 20 minute connection call and we just chat over a few things and then we can have the session
0: love it love it thank you leomi so much for coming it's pretty early, I think. It's what is it? Nine? Was it nine when we started chatting? A.M. or 10? It was ten. It was ten. Yeah, so it's not too yeah. bad. It's not too well, bad. it's almost bad time for, for Kasia because <laughs> Kasia gets up at <laughs> four thirty. But I had no. I wanted to stay up, obviously, because we cannot miss this chat. This is epic and amazing, and I love that it was almost like week after you know, um, like it was consecutive almost weeks where I've had two Irish ladies who, you know, different, it's out of sight of the world we had to make it work with the time zones, but we made it work and it was so Yeah, thank you. And I, can't I really wait, appreciate that. I can't wait for everyone to click on those links and find you. Thank you so much, Leomi. Thanks, everyone. Thank we'll be back next week. Bye.